Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE. World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and I have my lovely hostess, Miss Daphne Lynn, in the studio with me today. Hello, Miss Daphne Lynn. How are you, baby? Hello. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm just really enjoying looking out this window at this beautiful sunrise we have this morning ah. it is gorgeous it is so for those of you out here on the coast we're in mississippi we have listeners from around around the world going on right now hello so, everybody thank you hello. so much for tuning in by the way yeah we appreciate each and every one of you so if you're you're here close to us and you're seeing this sunrise Enjoy it. It is gorgeous. And even if you're not close to us, exactly. every time you see that sunrise, enjoy it, guys, because it's nature. Right. It's natural. And it's part of who we are. Okay. Um, again, we are the NDE World Podcast. And uh, for those of you who are new, welcome. And those who are returning, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. We appreciate you guys. And we hope that we can uh, really touch on some good subjects and stuff like that for you guys who are new and just in case you didn't know, we do have uh, the actual NDE World podcast where we actually cover all kind of topics and subjects on the actual website. Yeah, on the website, yeah, it has different uh, thumbnails of the topics that you can click on and get the episodes that are linked to that topic. So definitely check out the website if you're looking for a specific topic that you want to have covered yeah. or hear covered. And um if you have suggestions, you know, please go to the go to the website uh, contact form there and make your suggestions. You know, reach out to us to uh, be a guest on on an episode. We would love to hear from you guys, and we appreciate you all. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, again, that's nde world. So let's jump right into it. Now today is actually a continuation. Uh, the actual subject or topic uh, we've been kind of going over for the last couple of uh, previous episodes. And uh, it's on the topic of hell. And uh, I forgot to actually, do you have the actual question itself, Daphne? Do you want to read that question? Or I don't oh, even bring the question yeah, up. I, I got it. I kind of like left off where we left off on the previous episode, actually on the comments. So if you want to read yeah, the question, yeah. and then we'll kind of kind of build up from there. But it is on the topic of hell. So Yeah, so this is our third episode, just on this question. one particular question, because there were so many com great comments on it. Okay, so the question is this. Topic is hell, but I want this to be a discussion rather than just saying there is no hell. What did you learn in your NDE about hell? What is your perspective on hell? Why it's there or not there? And who would go there and why? Please specify if you had an NDE or not when you post. Let's be courteous and respectful of one another's view. I like that. You know, it's, it's, I, I like it when people comment instead of argue. <laughs> yes, and this has just flown, f the, the flow of this. 
there was like Edit 400 that. comments when we had scraped up just a, just a few of those actual responses. And I bet if you went back, there's probably a whole lot more, you know, but there, there's such good comments. So right. that's I was we, thinking that so the many, other day. You know? Yeah. But yeah, there, there's so many great comments. This discussion is a real pleasant discussion and easy topic to cover because of the non-judgmental points right. from others on this topic. So one of the things you'd have to consider, the, the question for all of us is, does hell exist or is hell real? The first response to a, a question like that would simply be, well, what is your definition of hell? What is your religious you know, belief? Hell is real, but what are we talking about? You know, Are, are you talking about you know, uh, just a condition or mindset or lifestyle, or like we had mentioned that before, or are you referring to like an eternal tormenting place? Yeah, an actual literal place with you know demons and devils and things like that. You know, that's I think that's what the actual issue is—not really an issue, but the question. You know, and right. and and what it comes down to is we have religious influenced or indoctrinated souls that have a certain you know belief system. It kind of leans more towards the that hell and the you, you know and the devil and the demons and all that torture and tormenting and kind of you know, it's it's kind of the what mm-hmm. we would call I guess more the biblical hell that's been adopted right. which we we have some really good information on that in today's episode as well and you have also the other side of the coin with the the actual near death experiences so these NDEs have their experiences and they go over there um, and most come back and say they're there is no hell, you know? Right. I think something we need to consider is, it, it is hell real or is it just that experience of, in other words, when these people had these experiences, did they actually go to an actual place? Do, does the experience support that they actually went to an actual place or with a proper or looking at it would be, no, they had more of a hellish experience exactly all right you know that would be the way to look at it you know instead of saying well hell is real okay like you you're really looking at it creating it as something solid okay maybe maybe not i i don't know i can't say now it depends on what you you know what you mean by by what hell is you know so i don't it just really gets you thinking something to think about so Anyway, that's a good question. Why don't you go ahead and uh, you want to go ahead and just maybe cover this first response here? We'll just go ahead and take it from there and, and see what we can get out of it. Let's do it. Let's start with the first one. It says, I had an NDE with a hellish component. What I learned. Although in physical form we are spiritual beings, I neglected to feed and care for my soul properly. Take care of your soul. Realize and recognize your divinity and live like the higher being that you are. Why does hell exist? My perception was that souls are being terminated. This was a horrifying experience for me, and I'm still trying to cope with it nine years later. Who would go there and why? All I can comment on is my own experience, but given that I was shown this, it was clear to me that I needed to be a better steward of my soul. I should mention that my NDE also featured a very transcendent and beautiful element that contrasted the hellish component. Many elements of my faith were present, and my entire being was altered by these experiences. Uh, is that not a hybrid? That is a hybrid. That's a beautiful hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's look into that, Daphne. There's uh, quite a few things there. Uh, you know, 
of course, although we're in physical forms, we always have to remember that we are spiritual beings. You know, we're more than just this body. Right. That's the start of all of it. And once you acknowledge that, the, that you are God, you are a spirit, you are a spiritual being, um, then you, you know, you, you can address the lifestyle or how you should take care of, of that being. And I like how it says here that a, a lot of the issues this person was dealing with um, and, and got out of that experience where they just really wasn't taking care of their spirit, taking care of their soul, you know, exactly. really looking after their, their divinity, you know. Right. That's exactly what I was going to comment on was, you know, and most, I say most, but a lot of people walk through life not even caring about spiritual things. So that's neglecting your soul, that higher consciousness of who you are. So you have to properly care for your spirit and your soul. And and that's what this person realized, that they were not doing that. So they had to make adjustments in their life after their experience. Well, I like how they set it up. They said, I had an NDE with a hellish component. Right. But it wasn't like a physical place. Exactly. And, and a lot of them come back and say, no, I went to hell. Who am I to say? Who am I to say? Right. Uh, but you do have hellish experiences, like this person brought out. I had an NDE with a hellish component. In other words, the near-death experience, it started off more what we would call hellish. Or mm-hmm. and, it, and she said, and it's seeing souls <laughs> terminated and things like that. It, after seeing this hell kind of experience, they said that they're still trying to cope with it, you know, like nine years later. So exactly. it's we do not deny that the experiences are real you know, they're very real but here's what you got to think about what happens next next thing you know she's are he they're out of the hell exactly and, and they're going into the light and they're there with god or they're with the Whatever spirit they, they've had that yeah. spiritual change uh comment on that daphne yeah, exactly. It's it's that hybrid, and, and you see it a lot of times for those that do experience the hellish or distressing NDEs. You're so, right. You see yeah. that a lot. They'll uh, they'll have uh, a hellish, you know, and uh, but it always turns around and goes right into a, you know more positive, construct- mm-hmm. constructive, you know. So the next one here, would you like to read that one, Miss Daphne? Sure. This one says, "There is no hell." There is only love on the other side. People confuse hell with the life review that they experience when they are placed in the position of another person whom they have wronged and are made to experience all of the negative emotions that they inflicted on them. And remember that the life review is temporary. Also, people who cross over who experience a form of hell may experience that because of their state of mind or the state of their soul at the time of their near death. Hell is nothing foreign and everything internal. You may experience hell if you are feeling like hell on the inside or if you don't have any faith in love that exists on the other side at the time of your death or near death. There is no actual place or eternal state of hell. There is only love. People who die or almost die believing that get to experience that. There are far too many near-death experiences that testify to love, and they way outnumber those that do not. 
have faith, spare yourself the torment, believe that it doesn't matter how you feel because the body can feel one thing while in this while the spirit feels another. The mind and body can feel horrible while the spirit feels joy. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is where you are going. There are atheists who have had near-death experiences that didn't descend into hell. They experienced God and they spent the rest of their life believing in God because of it. If you have made peace with your life, if you have forgiven others as well as yourself, if you love others as you love yourself, if you believe that you are going to a place of love, then you are. The only thing the light is concerned about is whether or not you have closure and whether or not you are in a good place, a frame of mind and soul. At the time of your death, the light is for us, not against us. Whew, that was a winded one. That's beautiful. <laughs> but very, it is. It's gorgeous. Good. Yeah. It's like, well, where do you start on something like this? From the top. Yeah. The thing, people confuse hell with the life review. I like that part. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the church's influence, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, like it's brought out here, and for those of you who are new and who don't know what the life review is, we you know we we talk about it all the time, and we've mentioned it on even even as soon as yesterday. The uh, the life review is uh, an element of the near death experience. Where I'm going to quote this person we just you know read from here. Um, the life review uh, they experience when they are placed. Uh, in the position of another person whom they have wronged and are made to experience all of the negative emotions that they have inflicted on them, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you experience the good as well, but that can be a, a type of hell. Like there, that, that can be right. a form of hell, you know? So, and, and always remember that the life of you is temporary. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's not an ongoing thing. Like, it, right. It, like eternal torment. Think about that. You know, right. whereas the life review, for what I understand, you can go through 50 years of your life in a second of our time here on right. Earth because the time it's a time, time is difference thing. There. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they say they feel everything at once and feeling all these emotions at once. So for those of you, if you if you've been a bad person and put bad stuff out and, and you know, that that's could be what they refer to the, as the karma, I guess, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's going to come back to you. But also don't forget that all the good you put out comes back as well. So. Uh, fix all the wrong. If you if you've wronged someone, fix right. it. You can you can fix all that stuff or a lot of the stuff already here in this realm, and you can make those changes now. You don't have to wait and die to go through all that. Just fix everything now that you can, and, and make right. a conscious decision to be a better person and to treat others with love and respect and do you know, do as you will, but harm none. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And you know the comment here in this paragraph here is is really good because it says there is no actual place of eternal state of hell there is only love and and that's what we've got to really get clarified on and and these comments are helping that to become clear is that we're taught that it is a place of eternal punishment but these people who have tasted that side and came back are stating that it is not a a physical place of eternal punishment. Very good. It's and just a state of mind. Absolutely. And to go with that, it's actually, it's the same, uh, actually connected almost to the, the part you were quoting on there. I like it says that people who die or almost die, believing that 
get to experience that. There are far too many near-death experiences that testify to love, and they way outnumber those that do not. Have faith, Mm -hmm. spare yourself the torment. Exactly, and and we have to remember that these people who come back from these experiences, there are lessons in their experience for them in their life. It is for them something, a lesson for them to grow, to become a higher vibration, to become more aware of their conscience, their spirit, to feed it in a positive way. Because like I said earlier, a lot of people walk around without even being aware that they are spirit, they are soul. They're so caught up in the the physical form of the existence in this realm. Right. Which is what religion has provided. Religion has provided physical ways of, for people to worship. But, you know, spirituality is a spiritual thing. So um, to go with your thought there, Daphne, here, here, and, and what, kind of what I was just saying, uh, and, and this person's comment here, where, you know, you have a lot of people say, well, if, you know, if you don't believe what we believe or, or, or believe what we teach, or if you don't believe in Jesus, say, for example, you hear that from a lot of Christians, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to burn in hell. Well, I, I love this, and you hear this so many times, you know, time and time and time again, but even atheists, okay? And atheists, they just, you know, they, they don't have that belief in that a firm biblical God, in, yeah. okay? Uh, but they didn't, they sure as heck didn't believe in Jesus, okay? So keep that in mind. But atheists who, you know, have these near-death experiences, it says they go to the other side. They didn't go to hell, okay? And it says that they experienced God and they spent the rest of their life believing in God because of it. So you, exactly, you, these yeah. are real life experiences, guys. You really have to wrap your head around this and really see the difference between the uh, the spiritual and the, the religious aspects of all of this. Right. And the influence of, say, like hell, for example. Exactly. That's doctrine, you know. Even realizing the, the difference in your higher self, your soul, your spirit, and the physical form. We are not just human. We are that soul consciousness, that spirit that continues to live on forever because the spirit cannot die. And I really like the uh, this next comment. I was kind of browsing over it um, before we started, and it breaks down what we were talking about recently ourselves about the what hell is to each individual, what your perception that of makes it. So, sense. do you mind reading this comment? Absolutely, yeah. Let's, let's move on to the next one. Uh, it says, uh, So much of this debate over hell depends on your definition of the word. Hey, that's kind of like what we had said earlier. Exactly. Okay, yeah. okay good deal. And, and I haven't read these guys, pre, pre-read these, but this it's just, you know, it's just common sense. But anyway, let me, let me say that one more time. So much of the debate over hell depends on your definition of the word. Yes, people choose to live in evil, hurt other people, and themselves. That is a good description of, quote-unquote, hell to me. A state of being that is based in isolation and refusal to open to a life of service. But I categorically deny the existence of a, quote-unquote, place of eternal torment at the hands of a God so wise and loving that he would have to be schizophrenic himself to have set up such a system. Evil, yes. A sadistic God, never. My opinion, but it's based on what I learned on the other side. 
Howard Storm went through some terrifying scenarios during his experience. So did I, and so did a lot of other people. I choose to see mine as a transformative facing of my deepest fears, not as a decree from the light to be punished forever. Some people are more comfortable with the punishment scenario you find in fundamentalist religions. Maybe that is the best way for them to interpret it. I am fed up with seeing young people and elders scared into goodness by threats of a hell that was in large part man-made and supported conveniently by priests and people who found such threats a neat way to keep control over both the illiterate and the intellectuals over the centuries. If God really created that biblical hell, then sign me up for Satan tonight. We have enough tyrants in this world. Who needs one governing the universe? Wow. Okay. That's, I like that. Very well very, broke very, down. Very to the point. Yeah. yeah. So what I want to do on this part, Daphne, let's break it down. And you can start, if you would, just go ahead and, like I said, there's really, really good nuggets. And I'm going to really tie in uh, with the part where, uh, really right here, at the, the last part where they said that, um, you know, how, how people have come in and, and you know, controlling and mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I've got some some extra information I want to share with the listeners today. So uh, yeah. uh, what did you get out of this comment? A lot, honestly. I mean, it, it's become my way of thinking about the topic. Um, just because, I mean, this person broke it down about the sadistic God. And that is, for me, what the biblical God is. A very sadistic, okay, if you don't do things my way, I'm going to torment you forever. I mean, how, is that really loving of a loving God? So this person helps to bring out points that a lot of people probably don't think about because of their indoctrinations. But I like the way that this person said that um, this description of hell is a state of being that is based in isolation and refusal to open to a life of service. But deny, they deny existence of a quote-unquote place of eternal punishment from a God. So, yeah, it, it's, it resonates with me. I mean, there, yes, there is evil in the world, but we have to look at it like, you know, hey, if, if you're be really believing in, in hell as a physical place of torment, then God is schizophrenic himself according to this person's statement. So yeah. these are perspectives. That's yeah. all this is. And we're not saying, hey guys, okay, this is what it is. Listen, this is it. No. I think people need to have perspectives to be able to understand things because oh, yeah. we need to understand where the, you know, all of these, you know, thoughts and indoctrinations actually came from. So uh, uh, it's just gonna finish up with, you know, some people are more comfortable in believing that scenario. And if you do, then that is your belief. I mean, we're just here to share other people's experiences if it resonates with you if it helps to enlighten you release that fear from you then absolutely wonderful the spirit is doing its work that it needs to do in your life continue to grow continue being enlightened is all i can say yeah daphne i love the way you brought that out and to kind of really tie in with that the uh i like how they brought out the uh you know the 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 term fundamentalist religions and when i hear that term fundamentalist they there's this guy on, on on YouTube. I guess he's got a lot of followers. I, 
Mm. I, I won't say no names, but he goes out to the churches. About. I'm not churches. I'm sorry. He he goes out to like uh, like colleges, mm-hmm. and he gets in front of these college Public kids, places. and and he just gets up there and just cuts up and raises hell. And I, this guy's supposed to be some kind of leader. I, I get the most uncomfortable, arrogant, cocky, demonic. I say I don't see Christ in him. There is no Christ in this person. There right. is no. And, it, and I can see these humble, you can see these humble, meek kids coming up to this man, asking him questions, and he's condemning them. Well, no, Jesus is the way. You're either going to go this way or you're going to burn, you know? And, and right. he's so, he's, he's a fundamentalist, okay? Right. He doesn't see the reality. The people who are right. asking the questions are way more Christian than this guy is who claims to be a Christian, if that exactly. makes any sense. And with you stating that and knowing this guy who you're talking about, we discovered this guy before we ever even started covering NDEs and learning about this. So we were in the church right. at that time. And I didn't like it then. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's my point. My point. It is, he, he's not calm in it. He's not loving in his delivery. There's no meekness in it. There, there, there's exactly. no love there. There's, there's not. How, how is, why is that way, the way it's being presented the way to go when it's so cruel. Um, let me comment on this last part of this question right here, uh, or this comment actually, and looking at the clock, uh, I'm going to add to this comment on some information just to kind of close everything up with. And it's this, and I quote, I am fed up with seeing young people and elders scared into goodness by threats of hell that was in large part man made, I quote, keep that in mind, and supported conveniently, of course, by priests and people who found such threats a neat way to keep control over both the illiterate and the intellectuals over the centuries. I cannot help but to think about that guy that uh, I just don't get the good vibe from him, the the Mm. fundamentalist guy that's up there preaching in front of the college kids. This person says, I am fed up with seeing young people scared into goodness by threats of hell. Is that not what this person's doing? Is, is that it, not is what it, the Bible does? Is that not what the Bible's doing? Is that not what fake Christians doing? But you know, they're threatening exactly. you. You either accept what we say, believe what we believe, or you're gonna burn in hell. And they have no clue what they're talking about. They're only quoting what they're reading from the Bible that has been tampered with, which leads me up to my closing statement here. Okay. Information here I want to share with you guys and uh, it, it was from a, uh, a writing that I've got here that was composed of a lot of different writings and stuff like that that, w- that was gathered together on this subject. But I think it really ties in with what this person says and really ties in with what we've been talking about how, on this episode. How hell invaded the church doctrine? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think people need to understand this, that for the first five centuries of the church, there was no such thing as hell. Okay. Keep right. that in mind. The church did not teach hell. Right. All right. You you really need to understand these things that people are believing. Okay. So we have to understand what it is. Okay. Let me let me read this here, and we're going to quote it. How hell invaded church doctrine. The big point we are building up to here is that the early church fathers did not believe in eternal torment. We are not talking about the first guy or two post Paul. We are talking about the first five centuries after Christ. Let me repeat that just so that we are clear. Eternal torment was not a pillar of church doctrine for the first 
five centuries after Christ, after Jesus, the, the character. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ken Vincent, retired psychology professor from Houston Community College and author of over 100 books in the fields of psychology and religion, he notes, and I quote, the first person to write about, quote, eternal hell was the Latin, West, North African Tertullian, 160 to 220 AD, who is considered the father of the Latin church. As most people reason, hell is a place for people you don't like. Okay, that's where it's starting, so keep that in mind, okay? So Tertullian fantasized that not only the wicked would be in hell, but also every philosopher and theologian who ever argued with him. He envisioned a time when he would look down from heaven at those people in hell and laugh with glee. Oh my gosh. Okay. Jeez. Out of the six theological schools in Tertullian's day and beyond, 172, 430 AD, listen to this, the only school that taught the doctrine of eternal torment or hell to its students was the Latin or Roman school in Carthage, Africa. Now, this quote here, uh, Dr. Vincent goes on, he says, by far, the main person responsible for making hell eternal in the Western church was St. Augustine, okay? Augustine was like 354 to 430. Yes, yes, yes. Augustine, 354 to 430. Uh, that's during the Christian era. Uh, it says here that Augustine was made bishop of Hippo in North Africa. All right, see how this starts to fit together, guys. He did not know Greek, had tried to study it, but stated that he hated it. Sadly, it is his misunderstanding of Greek that cemented the concept of eternal hell in the Western church. Augustine not only said that hell was eternal for the wicked, but also for anyone who wasn't a Christian. Oh, so now you see where the it's changed from, you know, uh, Tertullian's enemies and the people that didn't agree with him. Now it's, it's what Augustine has, has says, oh, and it's the people who uh, aren't Christian. You see, right. so you can see how that how that concept of hell has changed, and even in today's world, it has evolved to the point where no, you can do all this stuff. It's not about that. It's not about this. It's not about you're going to go to hell and burn if you don't accept Jesus as your savior. So you can see how it, it started in church history. They didn't even believe in it to begin with. Right. Then it started coming in, and then how it started changing. It was first against their enemies. Then right. It you know, started out as just a man's wanting to believe that his his enemies and people that went against what he said who had condemned him or had arguments with, that he wanted to laugh at them for being tormented forever. This is one man's vision. How sad that is that one person could say, I want to watch somebody burn or be tormented forever. From heaven. That makes my spirit just cringe. From heaven. Think about that. He said yes. he wants to be from heaven looking down on them watching them burn. Is that not what that these is fundamentalists, horrible. This, this guy that's going out to these colleges thinking that he's doing you know something good, he's not. Right. You know, and that's what this reminds me of as this kind of stuff like that. Well, he's thinking that he's better than them. He's saved. He's got God. He's got Jesus. And all of these the people way, yeah. are going to burn if they don't listen to what he's got to say. That's not that's not how it works. He he has no clue about reality. That is an indoctrinated machine 
out there running full blast, clueless of what's going on. Okay. I wish everybody the best, but, you know, be careful with what well. you're doing, you know. Yeah. So let me and, pick and think about this. I mean, why would there be so many paths? Well, why would God, the, the source energy, create so many paths for people to get to him and then say, okay, nope, this is the only one. If y'all don't go this way, y'all going to burn. And I created all these paths for y'all, but this one is the only way you're going to get to me. It, it just doesn't make sense and resonate to me anymore to believe that way. Yeah, it's it's especially when you start studying all types of different religions and when you really start understanding what religion is, where religion started, why do we have religion. Right. We're you understand here, that religion's got nothing to do with reality. Right. We're here to experience life, to live and learn and grow as a spirit, we didn't come into as a this soul. World with any form of religion, any type of church or any of that. Exactly. Keep that in mind. These are all man-made. Speaking of, let me pick up where we left off here. Sure. Um, and quoting here, still talking about uh, Augustine. Uh, remember, he said, Augustine not only said that hell was eternal for the wicked, okay, so he's saying it's for the wicked, and Tertullian was, it was all of his enemies, now it's went to the wicked, now it's also, but for also, for anyone who was not a Christian, and I quote, like I mentioned earlier, today's belief is all those who don't accept Jesus as their Savior, that's how much it's changed. Anyway, uh, back to the quote here, it says, so complete was his concept of God's exclusion of non-Christians that he considered unbaptized babies as damned. Ooh, that sounds like a group that I'm aware of, little enemies of God. Yes, when these babies died, Augustine softened slightly to declare that they would be sent to the upper level of hell. Augustine is also the inventor of the concept of hell light, also known as purgatory. See, there's some nugget for you right there. A lot of people didn't know. That's where that concept came from, okay? Mm -mm -mm. All these teachings, all of these roots, Christianity, they all have roots, guys. Just look into it. That's all you got to do. Look into it. Don't believe it it's, because somebody's up there telling it's you. It's called blind faith. It's blind faith. Yeah, you're, it's the blind misleading the blind. Right. Yeah. Very, very true. So, But I, I like how he said he, he, he softened it up for them after they killed these babies, that they were damned and they mm. died. Well, it, it, it's okay because, you know, they're in a... You know, they're in a, a different part of hell, you know. Right. But that, no, that, that makes me feel better. At least they're not down there getting all tortured in the, you know, down in the barbecue pits. At least they're over here by the, you know, on the grill cooking or something. You know, I feel yeah. better. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, uh, I shouldn't say that either. I mean, think about these people. <laughs> uh, let me keep going. Yeah, the uh, thoughts, the, the, the really learning what this religion is based on and where it came from, learning the truth of this. Is so enlightening. It releases fear. And, and that's what's keeping us in our lower vibrations is that fear. And if you can get away from it, you're going you're gonna to radiate. You're going to be enlightened. You're going to feel so much better when you release your fears. I continue here. It says that the advocacy of hell came primarily on the scene with Augustine. So keep that in mind. Remember, the first five centuries of Christianity as a, a religion actually didn't come... Christianity was not not a religion until uh, the 300s, you know? Right. Uh, they were known as the way and followers of the way. They weren't known as Christians, you know? So Christianity is where... Christianity is the religion where they took Yeshua and, and they made him into a God, the God Jesus. Mm. And that's the guy that you have in the Bible. You know, that's the man God that was made up from the church of, you know, the Council of Nicaea is where they decided, okay, no, no, that's not a man. 
We decide that he is God. We decide that he is actually a third. All the councils. The, yeah, well, he, he's a third. He's it's God the Son. It's God the Father. It's God the Spirit. No, everything is God. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I don't want to go down that that avenue right there. That's a, you know, a topic for a whole different episode. But uh, pick up right here. It says that um, again. Let me let me back up. It says that the advocacy of hell came primarily on the scene with Augustine. In no other respect did Augustine differ more widely from Oregon and the, I don't know if that's Oregon or origin, maybe origin, O-R-I-G-E-N, origin, maybe, uh, and the Alexandrians, which was the actual Eastern Church. Then in his intolerant spirit, even Tertullian conceded to all the right of opinion. Augustine was the first in the long line of Christian persecutors and illustrates the character of the theology that swayed him and the wicked spirit that impelled him to advocate the right to persecute Christians who differ from those in power. Okay, The dark pages that bear the record of subsequent centuries are a damning witness to the cruel spirit that actuated Christians and the cruel theology that impelled it. Augustine was the first and ablest asserter of the principle which led to Albigensian uh, crusades, the Spanish armadas, the Netherlands butcheries, St. Bartholomew's massacres, the accursed infamies of the Inquisition, the vile espionage, the hideous bale fires of Seville and Smithfield, the racks, the gibbets, thumbscrews and the subterranean torture chambers used by churchly torturers okay now keep in mind um that this is actually the church that the actual christian church okay that they were persecuting those of the way but when they took and changed history they said oh no they were they were persecuting christians okay mm -hmm which those of the way would have been true Christians because they would have been that spiritual, enlightened Christian that these people were, not the Christian like today that was, you know, formed on based on the, the actual Catholic Church. I don't want to get too right. sidetracked. And, and just using that term nowadays, I mean, just be a good person. You don't have to be labeled as, as Catholic or Church of God or just do good. Jehovah's Witness or, or none. any denomination, Christian. I mean, you can be all of those and still be a rotten person and doing stuff and harming people and all. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I can see uh, Jesus has my back. You know, no, no, that's not how it works. You don't see how it's it's turning you into something you don't you don't really need to take be. Take the mask off. Yeah, just ditch it. Take the mask off. Be Realize you. that you are an enlightened being. You have the God within you. Your power is within you, not external. This is what Jesus taught. <laughs> exactly. He knew that, and that's what he was teaching. Which, when you tie in, you know, that was the way was a teaching of that early group uh, that later they were called Christians when all this stuff had changed over. So you have to understand uh, a, a lot of how this kind of took place, which is kind of what we're tying in right here. The influence of these doctrines came in and had infiltrated uh, a, a pure way of, uh, of life and living, you know, that mm -hmm. that. God only knows how much has been tampered with, you know. So let me wrap this up real quick, guys. Here it says, most of what we believe about hell comes from Catholicism and ignorance of the Old Testament, not from the Bible. I now believe that hell is the invention of Roman Catholicism. And surprisingly, most, if not all, of our popular concepts of hell can be found in the writings of Roman Catholic writers. 
like the Italian poet Dante. Remember with Dante's, Dante's Inferno. Inferno? Yep. The English poet John Milton, author of Paradise Lost, uh, set forth the same concepts in a fashion highly acceptable to the Roman Catholic faith. Yet, none of our concepts of hell can be found in the teaching of Jesus Christ. You see, that was not a teaching of him, but when the Bible was tampered with, when they came in there and translated it and they made the Jesus God, okay, they made that, they started linking all these concepts of hell to stuff that he said. And you asked people that, and they said, well, Jesus taught more about hell than he did any other subject. Well, did he? Mm-mm. Not in the, the understanding and the readings and the writings that I've got of, of right. Jesus. You know, in the Bible, yes, it, 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 it does a lot, but no, not, and that's not what Jesus taught. You know, that's not a that's not a teaching of the original Yeshua or uh, Jesus. You know. Now keep in mind, I'm going to wrap this up here. It says that following on the heels of Augustine. Okay, let's get back to this here. That the greatest influence on today's hell theology. All right, via most modern Bible translations came from Jerome's Latin Vulgate. Keep that in mind. That was the Latin Vulgate Bible. Okay, and and, and you have to understand how it was influenced and how it got to today's times. Um, Jerome translated this tainted version of the scriptures from a very inferior Latin text in the late 4th century. For thousands of years, okay, the Vulgate was the definitive edition of the most influential text in Western European society. Indeed, for most Western Christians, it was the only version of the Bible ever encountered. Keep these things in mind, guys. The Vulgate's influence throughout the Middle Ages and the Renaissance into the early modern period is even greater than that of the King James Version in English. For Christians during these times, the phraseology and wording of the Vulgate permeated all areas of the culture. What was the problem with Jerome's Bible? Here it is. It was heavily influenced by Latin hell-invented theologians like Tertullian and Augustine. When you realize, and please pay attention right here, guys, it says, when you realize that the hell doctrine was so late in being adopted by the church, and hence the scriptures, the poorly constructed walls of orthodoxy begin to crumble. It was several hundred years after Jesus and the apostles that men began formulating many of these new church doctrines and creeds. Many still a part of evangelical Christian orthodoxy even to this day. And the final section is here. It says that had our old English Bibles been translated directly out of the Greek instead of Latin, it's very probable that the doctrine of eternal torment would never have found its way into our modern Bibles and theology at all. Many of these doctrines were strong-armed into the church through major dissension and even bloodshed, with intolerant, oppressive church leaders insisting that they were, I quote, led by the Spirit on such matters. Follow your spirit and go with your spirit as long as your, your spirit is you know, inclined to do good. But you got to keep in mind, if your spirit, like this church here, the, the what Christianity was founded on, like I quoted earlier, the the Crusades, the Inquisitions, the the bloodsheds, the the butchering, all this stuff that you know that the church, the Christianity religion was formed on. Okay, exactly. The Tertullian, 
the that first what all this stemmed from this man was wanting to see his enemies those that had went against anything he had ever said he wanted to see himself in a higher position and everyone else from in, heaven watching them burn i like and that. and uh, everyone uh, uh. else in a lower position and him laughing and being boastful about that how how horrible is that oh my god it just it makes me cringe that reminds me of that college preacher Exactly. You see it. It's a, he's a Pharisee. You you can see Pharisee attitudes and personalities, and you right. can see humble, meek people, and that's got nothing to do with their religion. I know Christians who are some of the most arrogant, cocky people. You don't even want to be around. Hardcore. You know, <laughs> I've even been guilty <laughs> of that been myself. There myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey, you listen to what I say, or you're going to burn, you're going to die, you know, no, or you're going to be tortured, your you're going to be destroyed, or da, da, da. Yeah, no, no, it's, that's not how yeah. it works, you know. So you got to get out of that mindset and get back to the oneness, you know, so. Exactly. Anyway, I know that's a whole lot, guys. Maybe you can go back and listen to this episode a time or two to really, you know, to really let it sink in to, to, to know that hell. It's not original design of of nature of of right. reality, okay? And uh, it is, and, and from what I understand, Tertullian was influenced by Plato, who believed in that kind of stuff, and they were influenced from all the way back to Zoroastrianism and stuff like that. Uh, you know, where they started kind of having that concept of good and bad and eternal torture and torment. So it does have all its roots and things like that. Just you just got to take your time and look into it, but. I guess to wrap everything up, the bottom line is, um, back to our subject at hand, is what is hell? Well, what do you believe it is? Right, yeah. You know, I, I guess that's pretty much what it, right. the way I can answer that. And, you know? and the, the best way to look at any of this, and, and that's from my perspective to the listener's perspective, take what resonates, learn from it, grow from it, and apply it. Become the higher enlightened form of yourself, the best conscious awareness. The, exactly. The best <laughs> version of you. If it doesn't resonate, let it go without judgment. Yeah. And don't judge others for their walk and where they're at, you know? Yeah. But if somebody's doing bad, let, let them know, no, don't do that kind of stuff. Don't harm others. Don't do not do something. Don't even act like you're going to harm others. Don't even talk about it. You know, don't even, you'll know when you get there. It's, it's, it's a level of spiritual maturity that we all will get to eventually, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, most definitely. So, well, with that thought in mind, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. And I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in today. And don't forget to go to the website. That's nde.world for more information. And uh, thank you so much. Daphne, any kind of final words before we wrap things up today? Just be the best you you can be. Love everybody. Let go of fear. Let go of judgments. Become the light. Become the love. Raise your vibration and be joyful. Question your belief systems. It's all BS, guys. Everything's BS. It's all BS. It's all belief systems. That's why I say put your boots on. Put your boots on. Go and get deep. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, we love you guys so much, so much. And we thank you all for tuning in. And uh, may peace be with you all. Until next time. Y'all let your light shine. For information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world.com. That's N-D-E dot world.